Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of Cowboys Huddle with my boy Foots the King from Cowboys Nation TV and myself, Cowboys Blog. What's up, Foots? We're gonna rock and we're gonna roll. And breaking news Odell Beckham and his blonde hair are out the NFC East. Yeah, man. So that's the lead story. This is day two of free agency frenzy. So day one had a couple of, of things here. Anthony Barr recanted his, you know, legal tampering contract. He's back with the Vikings. And then come day two, you know, you got all this crazy news breaking, man. So there's a lot to unwrap here. Let's dig into how this free agency frenzy is going to affect the NFC East and just some of these other moves you're seeing around the league. So let's dig right into it. Foots, you ready? Joe, I got my shovel. Let's go. All right, man. So let's let's talk about that. Just we'll we'll just hit on the OBJ trade here real quick. Obviously, this has big implications on the NFC East. You know, so they gave up. The Browns threw a, a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers to bring OBJ over here with a very talented group. You know, uh, John Dorsey assembling a very good uh, team on paper. Let's see how it how, how it looks uh, once. The whistle goes. So, and that's been my thing. That's been my thoughts. I like it on the surface. Um, I really do. But it's gonna take a hell of a coach to to. I, I just I, I just get really scared of putting a bunch of players together. The um, dream team. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that works in basketball and football is totally different. And that's kind of been the point I've tried to make the Skins fans. That's kind of been the point I've tried to make the Raiders fans. You know, you still need to have a program in place. Now, the good thing about John is in, in Cleveland, he's a football guy. You know, really helped build something in Kansas City. He knows his stuff. Um, and bold, and really bold. He's really bold. He'll take a chance. I honestly didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't like the Kareem Hunt signing. I mean, you drafted Chubb. He was a he was a stud, especially towards the end of the year. Why bring in Kareem Hunt? Um, but they did endorses about players. You know, they came out with the with the statement, but I just didn't think that you needed to do it. You you know, John knows how to evaluate players and talent, so I didn't think they needed to do it. Um, but obviously, Odell Beckham. So here's my thing with Odell Beckham. As crazy as nutty as Odell Beckham is. He's probably the most explosive receiver that I've seen in this league, and that's including Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown probably wins as a better route runner. If we're talking about explosion, if we're talking about speed, the whole package, he's probably the most explosive receiver I've seen in this league since Randy Moss. Now, does he have to put it all together? Does he have to stay healthy? Is he a nutcase off the field? Is he... A diva, and I wouldn't say diva, but attention heavy as all these receivers are. Yes, but you know the Browns, they got better on paper, but it goes back to what we what we're saying about obviously. And then you know a wild card in all this is Baker Mayfield, because you know I get the whole everybody wants to play for him, they love Baker, and that's all well and good your first year when you're a new kid on the block and and everybody loves you. But then it gets kind of goofy when things aren't going your way, right? When So how do you handle failure? I'll say this about Dak, and it's kind of like the point with, with Kurt and this, that, and the third. For whatever flag Cowboys Nation gives Dak, he's never blinked. He's came up to the post. 
podium. He's always spoken. He's never thrown teammates under the bus. He's not on Twitter. He's not on Instagram taking jabs. He, he doesn't pay attention to any of that. So it'll just be interesting to see, you know, with all of these characters in this locker room, it's only one football to go around. Um, but on paper, I definitely think the Browns got better. Yeah, yeah, no doubt the Browns got better. And from my viewpoint, the Giants got worse on offense yeah. now. So, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at the Cowboys now. You know, you're you're looking at the Cowboys 2018 season. You know, you're looking at no number one receiver, the star running back. They're going to go wide receiver by committee unless they draft somebody. But still, you know, we, we know what rookies do and don't do. Uh, coming out the draft so they're they're gonna struggle defensively they lost Vernon that you know they got rid of him Landon Collins that's a big loss in the box there um, and uh, just <laughs> it feels like they're rebuilding to me you know they got the yeah. picks but are they even good at drafting so they have the draft capital but how confident are the fans that they're gonna be able to draft some good players you know what I mean so here's the thing you know I've had Giants fans tell me that I didn't watch Will Hernandez closely, but I've heard Giants fans tell me that he was just okay. Um, obviously, you know, Flowers was a dud. Um, Odell Beckham hit. Saquon Barkley hit. Um, uh, you know, who, Eli Apple, he, he didn't even finish his rookie cont- contract. So, you know, I was explaining to a couple of buddies today, it's like, Team building, I don't think that every team gets it, and that's why there's teams who can barely get to eight wins, and that's why there's teams like the Patriots who win the AFC East every year. It's a system, it's a program, and I've been telling people the Cowboys are finally turning the curve, and and it and it and you know what you do have to be patient, but I think it's kind of worth it when you see all of this madness going on. But again, you know, the let's take the Redskins for example. They signed Landon Collins. You know, then we'll, we haven't even got to Cole Beasley yet, but the Redskins signed Landon Collins, the Giants lose Odell Beckham, and I don't feel like anybody has gotten better or worse. They're still the same, and I still feel like, and this isn't me being a Homer Cowboys fan, I still feel like we still have the best roster, top to bottom, 22 to 22, in the NFC East. And that's a testament to Will McClay. You know, that's a testament to, to this staff and the people players and the pieces that they brought in yeah that's what it is you know you don't see like the Patriots and the Cowboys they usually they're usually you know uh second week players that come in for the mid to lower tier guys just to supplement their roster and then their draft is is their bread and butter but you know dovetailing into the NFC East the you know the Redskins they lost Jameson Crowder they brought in Keenum they lost Bill Callahan, which is a big, huge loss. We we all know what happens to your offensive line when you lose that offensive coach. So I don't think some of those Redskins fans are kind of, you know, ready for what's going to happen to that team. But, I mean, Preston Smith, he's gone. Uh, you got Landon Collins, but what, <laughs> what else <laughs> do you have? Josh yeah, Norman, exactly. his what best days are behind him. Hey, I, I feel good, man, for, for the Cowboys – if Jason Garrett doesn't clinch the NFC East, you're out of here, man. Because this is the division <laughs> for the taking right now, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's it's clearly a dumpster fire. 
you know, you bring up, you even brought up to me yesterday, you know, Deshaun Jackson back in Philly. I mean, good yeah. luck with that. You yep. want Carson Wentz, who it kind of seems like he's mentally fragile. Mm -hmm. So you want Deshaun Jackson, another over-the-hill diva, you know, run one route Deshaun Jackson. You want him in your quarterback's ear. It's really about, again, we, we go back to it, the program. And maybe Jason Garrett, by default, is going to be given this division. Um, because I'll be honest with you, with Odell Beckham out the division and with the Giants' O-line, good luck. I mean, good luck with Sterling Shepard and Eli Manning. So I think you hit it on the head, Joe. It feels like they're tanking. It feels like they're tanking. Um, it feels like, you know, I mean, seriously, Case Keenum, I mean, he can't throw 15 yards. It, it looks like you ever seen it when you try to throw a football and it and it and it, and it gets, gets caught in the wind and it just dies. He has no arm talent. Yeah, point. he's a um, bridge player. I get, yeah, he's a bridge player. I get the accuracy, and you know the problem for the skins is is, is that where they draft at, you don't draft high enough to get an elite player quarterback. So you're gonna be getting a Josh Rosen, who you know, or or the the fifth rated quarterback, you know. So you're getting a guy who. Okay, he's good, but he's not a, a, a true one. So now you're getting a guy who, let's be honest, did you really want him or did you make yourself fall in love with him? So they probably won't go quarterback this year. And, I mean, Skins fans have to be honest. You can't really feel happy with you, – you just can't feel happy with, I mean, Case Keenum, you know, mm -hmm. at, at the helm. So I think <laughs> <No>. the NFC <laughs> East is really – I mean, it's look, it's setting up good for, for from what I've seen. Yeah, it's it it really is. The Eagles, I mean, you lose Jordan Hicks, the only good linebacker they had, and he was a headache for us. He's out of there. He was a good player. Jordan Hicks was a really good, player. really good player, man. Really good at diagnosing. You know, I hated when he was in there. He did really good against Zeke. Him out of there, time to run over these fools, man. So, I love it, man. I. And the thing is, this is the thing I talked about in my video. There should be no panic mode by fans right now. You know, they're, you're, you got a couple of these teams in the NFC East bringing in a player here and there, but they've lost more than they've gained. And we're, uh, you know, I feel good right now, man. I really do. No, yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely no panic mode. You still have a draft. All right, so by my rule, right? By my rule of three players out of your draft need to contribute. One needs to be good. The Cowboys have pretty much met that mark every year since 20, 2015 was a little shaky, but they've met that mark. Okay, so mm -hmm. for the most part. So, again, you have a draft. That's your free agency. Your free agency is also you sign your own. You're not going to be a big player when you draft well. You're not going to be a big player when you're going to have to tie money into Ezekiel Elliott. You have the best runner in football on your team. Mm -hmm. So he's going to want Todd Gurley numbers, and you're going to pay it. You got to give Dak his bread, all right? You, what are you going to do with Coop in a couple years? So, hello, like, we got to think, like, you can't just tie money into somebody else's. And then if it doesn't work, you got this dead money everywhere. Mm -hmm. So you can't tie a bunch of money into guys like you know, great. Odell Beckham, the Browns traded their first away. Congratulations. Um, Landon Collins, I said I wanted him, but no way Dallas was paying $45 million guaranteed. Mm. 
So at the end of the day, it this is this is this is literally that you know they say it is what it is. This is what it is. Um, and you know we're just gonna have to wait and let it play out. I mean, I know later in the show we're gonna talk about safeties, but you know everybody's wanting Earl Thomas. If Earl Thomas isn't gonna come to the t- Dallas, isn't gonna overpay for Earl Thomas. So they they've drawn a line in the sand. That's how you have to negotiate. Maybe they'll come up a smidget, but it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be. It's it's it's, it's listen. It's not gonna be something crazy. So it's just one of those things to me. That's like I don't see it happening. I really don't. Yeah, that's that's what it is, man. And and uh. You know, so we're talking about the NFC East. Let's talk about our our our, um, our free agent losses, departures. Cole Beasley, you know, and uh, Damian Wilson. Those two are the, the latest ones. But let, let's let's focus in on Cole Beasley, right? So they let him go. Buffalo signed him to a pretty sizable contract. Um, slot receiver, you know. And, and again, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, and you see some fans panicking and and this and that. I'm like, well. <laughs> How, how do you want it? Do you, do you and then this is like the same fans that didn't even want him. You know what I mean? Like I pay close attention to this. You know, like you yeah, know, throwing dirt on on Beasley, and then when he's gone, and then they miss him. So you, what, what's it gonna be? You know? <laughs> but what what's your take on the Cole Beasley departure? Are you in panic mode right now, Foots? For I will never panic over no Cole Beasley. <laughs> when they brought back Jason Witten, yeah. I knew Cole Beasley would be showing the door, and that's just yeah. how. That's how the NFL works. You know, Cole, there's tiers of player, of players, and Cole isn't in that elite tier to where the Cowboys are scrambling to say, I got to sign you. Mm-hmm. Well, Cole, if you can get your money somewhere, that's the point of the league, to be able to continue your opportunity. So to act like Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley's best year with the Cowboys was an 800-yard season. Cole Beasley's best year with the Cowboys was an 800 yard season in 2016 and that was still kind of Romo's offense Dak ran it but with the Dak friendly stuff and with this that it just didn't work it wasn't a good fit and I think the Cowboys realized that and said you know what Cole we had a good run it's time for us to go ahead and part ways you go ahead and do your thing you know you weren't going to get what Buffalo gave you so good luck with Josh Allen I mean the point of the matter is I see these things on Twitter I mm-hmm. see these things on the internet where it's like, you know, Cole Beasley is that. And it's a lazy comp, but I, I and I had to expose people. He's Julian Edelman. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. Just stop. Cole Beasley is not Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman has had two 1,000-yard seasons. He's had like three 900-plus, all right? So it, 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 he's not. Cole Beasley is good. Julian is a little bit. He's probably a lot. He's probably a little faster. He's a little bit more dynamic. And he's bigger. Now he's had the, the PED situation, but and also you got to keep in the context how the Patriots want to use Edelman. He's a, a he's a, the focal point really of their quick passing attack and how they want to push stress on the defense. The slot receiver and the way that Linehan was using Cole Beasley, he wasn't being used. So it it when they went Dak friendly and you had all these pieces, teams were able to bracket Cole and take him out of the game. They weren't able to do that with um. <clears throat> with Amari Cooper. And another thing, you're able, because Amari Cooper is that elite a level, that elite level talent, you're able to now move in Amari Cooper into the slot. 
you're now able to depend on a Michael Gallup. So am I worried about Cole Beasley? Absolutely not. I mean, he's also a guy who, you know, he's on Twitter arguing with fans. This, that, and the third. Cole is fine. Like, go ahead, do your thing, bro. And and I and I loved I loved the years that Cole gave us, but gotta move forward. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta move forward, man. And that's that's um that's exactly how I feel about it too, Foots. It's like you're his numbers were low. He he's one of these guys that has to have the numbers, obviously. He made that evident with some of his commentary and just like you know, some of his uh you know, off the cuff comments or kinda throwing shade a little bit, you know, at, at even at back a little bit it felt like. So it's like, you know, Zeke got more catches, seventy seven. I mean, that tells you something about the offense. Yeah. They, you know, the whole thing was we got to get Zeke involved in passing it. We, so we get him involved in the passing game, and now somebody's going to be left out in the cold, and it, it's Beasley. So it's uh, whoever's going to come into the slot to replace him, expect the same, you know, because uh, Zeke is your best player on offense for me. I, I like him more than Cooper. I mean, I think he's your number one offensive weapon. He can run it. He can slam you. And he can catch the ball. He can even go deep. We saw him take a deep pass for a critical first down. I mean, he does it all. You know what I mean? So the slot position, I think, is a little bit overblown as far as like, hey, we got to get somebody. We got to use the 58th pick on a slot guy. No, we don't. We got to, you know. I've even seen that. I was talking to Botch and Marcus Marshall on Twitter, and it's like, oh, yeah, Andy Isabella, stop. Stop. Nah. I'm not dragging a receiver before the fifth round. I promise you I'm not. Like, yeah. If the Cowboys do, that's them. Foot, I'm not drafting a receiver. Yeah. Like, I, Debo Samuels, great. All these people, Paris Campbell, all these. I've, I've watched them all. I'm not drafting a receiver until the fifth round. How about Cedric Wilson? How about Alan Hearns possibly coming back? He showed you a, a couple flashes, you know? So, I'm, I'm banking on... I'm banking on now going back to how things used to be. Your two outside threats really doing something for you. Mm-hmm. How about let's just bank on Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup being good players, and let's just let the rest work itself out. All right, I'm not I'm not gonna overreact and, and spend a 58 on Andy Isabella. Are you kidding me? Stop. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Foots. That, and that's what it is. You got Cooper and you got Gallup. To me, you know. And I go back to the 90s Cowboys, you had the same thing. Michael Irvin, you had Alvin Harper, and you had Emmett. Your slot guy was ever hardly ever talked about. I mean, who was right. it? Kelvin Martin, <laughs> Kevin Williams. These I mean, these guys, they got like 30 catches or so. So the guy who comes in there, can Alan Hearns give you 30 catches? Yeah, I think he can. And, you know, that's it. Move on. But, yeah, I'm not drafting a, a hobbit there at number 58. Forget that. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, nah. what the Cowboys won't do is go in, like you said, go into panic mode, <clears throat> go into this situation to where it's like, you know, we have to, we got to replace him now. Let's go find, no, mm-hmm. you know, no. So, no, I, I, I think that, I think that Cowboys fans just need to relax. Let everything play out. Let's see who we're going to draft. You know, and then and then let's make something happen. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into this situation to where it's like, oh yeah, we need to have this slot guy. We need to again. Yeah. If you if you watch the trend of the offense, the slot receiver just it's not a focal point in this offense. It's yeah. not. That's you right. know, so as far as Damian Wilson goes, 
Um, that's actually a sneaky loss, but at the same time, um, I think that the way the Cowboys draft and player development wise, I think they will be in good shape. Yeah, I, I really didn't. I didn't expect anything there from from Wilson. I mean, he's a good little, you know, package player, linebacker. I think he can do something there for the Chiefs. You know, reuniting with Hitch. I think it was yeah. a good little thing there for those guys. But how about Sean Lee? Foots. Um, you know, they they restructured him, three point five base salary with some incentives that can get him up to seven million or whatever it is. But how do you feel his role will be in this this uh, defense moving forward? So with Sean Lee, I think he'll I think he'll be a rotational player. It just again, it's it's just one of those things. It's like I think it's just one of those things. It's like what what can he be healthy? What can he give you? Is is he going to be? Is he going to be? A, is he going to consistently play in games? Like yeah. is Sean Lee gonna play or is he gonna be on a sideline? If that's the case, then. Just coach, but he he's literally playing like eight games a year, if that. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to think about when it comes to uh to Sean. I mean, I, I don't. That's I mean, yeah, you hit it right on the head, Fuss. He hits uh, an average probably at eight games at best, and, and that's including the bubble wrap that they give him in training camp. And I mean, they really don't. He's not really out there. So then you're getting the hammy pulls, you're getting this and that. It takes and then it reaggravates. So it's like. You know, where do they put him? Are you going to put him at strong? I I don't want Leighton coming off the field. I think you need him to develop more. I think he's a badass right now. I think, you know, losing those snaps in the second year, I don't want that. And we know Jalen's not coming off either. So I'm interested to see what role they really put him at, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, the biggest thing is, with it, it, again, it's, it just feels like the Cowboys are doing you know, Sean Lee a favor when they didn't do this favor for Dez. I don't I don't want to get into all that. But here's the deal. You drafted his replacement. Yes, he's still going to be there. But it's clearly Layton and Jalen's show. Let's let it be that. If he's going to be a if he's going to be a replacement player, I mean, a, a rotational player, that's fine. You know, but I mean, I don't know. I, I just think that I just think that it's just like kind of overkill Sean like it's, it's over you know what I mean it's over for Terrence Williams it's, it's over for that regime of Cowboys dude um it's, it's just it's, it's it felt like it was so long ago but I mean it's time to move on Joe it really really is time to move on and that's why I, I really feel uh refreshing uh, as far as like the receivers go I feel like you you know that's it like the old regime like I said it's it's gone you know I mean uh, when we're talking receivers, so I, I do like that. And um, man, yeah, I mean, it's a new page turning. It's yeah, like, exactly. I, I'd, even, I'd rather see Joe Thomas get some work. I like the way that he played in preseason. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's over. It's over, Sean. It's over. And I and you know, even though I even though they brought back uh, Sean Lee, I, I really wouldn't see them uh, not drafting a linebacker. Perhaps I mean, we know it's not the the best year for linebacker depth, but. Uh, you know, the Cowboys are pretty good at throwing a, a mid to later round pick at a, a linebacker, you know, to, to see what they can do. So I wouldn't be shocked if they took one anyway, even with, with Lee coming back. So that'd be Absolutely. interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, for, for what I've been telling fans is, you know, this is what the Cowboys do. 
let you know trust in Will McClay because we have for for years now, and he, and he hasn't let us down, you know. And I, you know, some people might point to to you know to Taco Charlton, but you know if if we if we're thinking about Demarcus Lawrence after his second year, and I'll be the first one to say I I was like man this guy is not he's not any good. Demarcus Lawrence number yeah his second year numbers were not great so just don't don't go crazy and then you also still have to wait for the development of guys like Doris Armstrong let's right. just let everything play out that's the whole point of having a program like, like development I heard it I I've heard the best thing for years development does not stop when you get to the NFL right like if that were the case every single player that's drafted would be a pro bowler. So these guys have to, they got to learn how to practice. They got to learn how to get better. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that who knows what could happen. Taco could turn a corner. Mm -hmm. I saw Taco do some really, some really nice things in Michigan. And that's not, not, I mean, I graded it out. I watched the film. So, I, I mean, I'm not giving up. I'm just not. Nah, I'm Foots won't do it. You know, other people will. I won't. Yeah, exactly. Foots, that's where it is. I mean, and it's like, you know, it's like, you know, they said your third year. If you don't see it after the third year, then, then okay. Then I'm on board with, okay, well, three years now. Yeah, let's look about going in a different direction. But, you know, give Taco another year here. And um, I think he'll be good, man. I think he'll be all right. Yeah, man. No, I completely agree. Um, and, and so that brings us to, you know, obviously the elephant in the room is, is Earl Thomas. And I guess we can kind of segue into these safeties too, Joe. Mm -hmm. what, are your, what, are, what is your feeling? Just just gut feeling, Joe. How do you feel on that? It, will it happen? Will it not? On Earl Thomas? Yeah. Yeah, on, on Earl, um, it seems like there's it's uh I, I feel like there's negotiating going on behind the scenes i think it might take you know we're hearing all sorts of numbers 15 million you know then they're talking about eight to ten now they're saying you know 10 to 11 million and i think i think it's more about guaranteed money you know a few a very few players have gotten fully guaranteed contracts i think for where earl's at if he, if he comes down to earth and says, yeah, well, I'm kind of one of the last ones remaining. All the other guys have signed already. Maybe I need to go ahead and take this deal. And, you know, I stay here close to Texas. No state taxes. You know, pretty good secondary. Chris Richard, you know, there's familiarity there. I just, uh, for me, I, I, I want it to happen. But, you know, at, at a reasonable rate and something that won't break the Cowboys back, you know. I couldn't agree more, Joe. I mean, I'm just kind of like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, go draft. Like, that's that's where we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you, you can't be... It may not happen. Yeah, it, it may it, not happen. Yeah, I think, it's, I think we're still at a slim chance, man, because there's still a lot of teams out there with a lot of money, you know, and if they want them, they'll give them the money. But I think the age and, and some of the... The injury history there, I think, is starting to creep up. Like, is he going to start becoming injury prone? Is he going to be a Sean Lee player? Like, you know what I mean? I, those are real things. We're not making that up. The history's there, you know? So I think a lot of teams, you know, looked at that and said, you know, 
for that much money, 30 years old. I'm not sure about this. You know. No, I completely agree. And I mean, I just, I don't know. I think that the good thing about the way this team is built, you can really, other than linebacker, you can really draft, you can draft to the corner, like you said, draft the safety, draft the end, draft the D lineman, you know, and make it work. So, I mean, I just say all that to say, like, I really do think that it's it's one of those things that's like, if we get Earl, I mean, we've talked about what he could do for the Cowboys and how he helps and this, that, and the third. But if you can get Earl, that would be great. If you can't, go draft. That's what it boils down to. And that's the bread and butter. You're putting, I mean, we can't say it enough. Will McClay, you know, he'll, he'll put it. I mean, look at the secondary players you got us. If that's not enough yeah. proof, I don't know what to tell you, man. You got, you know, Cheeto, X Woods, Jordan Lewis. I mean, these guys, contributors, right off the bat, you know? True contributors, Joe. So, I think we need a segue into these safeties. What do you think? Yeah, so this is what we're doing, guys. So, each podcast we're having, we're going to do a little breakdown on on some safeties here where we kind of have them uh, as far as rankings or whatever, and maybe how they might fit into the Cowboys, perhaps, or and things like that. Yeah, so let's get right into it, Foots. Uh, give me a, a you know a name or, or so or, or a couple guys that that that, uh, that you like on your list. All right, guys. So, like Joe said, each 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 of these draft prospects we're gonna do prospects, correct, Joe? So we're gonna do uh, position groups. We, we got safeties this week. We'll do tight ends. Um, I, the D line show is gonna be big, Joe. Uh, ends, the ends, definitely possibly a need now. But anyway, safety. So, getting into safety, Joe, I was telling you pre-show that, you know, the combine really did change my mind, and I normally don't do this, but now I had to go back to the tape and kind of make some things fit. And, you know, I, I, I changed my, I have, I hate to waffle, but I have changed my rankings. So, I have Deontay Thompson completely out of my five. Um, now, still probably a third, fourth round guy, but... I actually have bumped Adderley down to the fifth position. And there's probably somebody right now who's just spit out their coffee, but I've moved Jonathan Abram up to two. Taylor Rapp is still my one. Um, but then I have tags touching with Juan Thornhill and Savage, Darnell Savage. So this Savage kid, Maryland University, my hometown, um, He's he, he 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 can move, Joe. All right, and you saw, and so what the combine is now, you watching him, and he's like, oh, okay. But then when the combine, and 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 you, and, and, and you see the forty, okay, Joe. Mm-hmm. Then you see the lateral quickness. So now in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what does Dallas need, right? Dallas needs a free. Dallas needs a player that can run. Right, you need a player with instincts. Um, now, do I want a, a player who could pro- possibly tackle a little bit better? Yeah, sure. But I do see a guy, Joe, who plays with some explosiveness. He wants to the combine, and this is what happens when you're a guy like Adderley and you don't work out. I'm not gonna say you get forgotten about, but there are other players who are moving up boards. And if you're not in that conversation, 
teams are figuring out ways to make themselves like a Jonathan Abram, who looked very smooth in drills, Joe. He did. Ran good. Uh, back pedal was fluid. Like a Juan Thornhill, who almost broke um, Byron Jones' record. Ran a good 40. So, to me, Joe, those are my guys, man. Um, and I know there's somebody out there who's going to say, well, why did Adderley get penalized? He got penalized because he didn't go out there and compete. You know, you're a small school guy. You got to go out there and, and, and show and prove, Joe. Yeah. What's your thoughts, man? No, I, I agree. I I, um, I always think that players that are, if they're healthy, they should go, go out there and, uh, you know, make a case for themselves, especially a smaller school. So yeah. Adderley, Adderley's coming out of where? Delaware, right? Delaware, yeah. Delaware. So we're looking at March 22nd for their pro day. Um, so will the Cowboys be there? We'll see. Um, so, you know, that's, what, uh, 10 days away? So, yeah, a little under two weeks away. We'll see if the Cowboys show up there. If they do, the, you know, the interest will be there. But, um, yeah, I, I still like Adderley. But my guy, I like uh, Juan Thornhill. If it were up to me, if he was available, he's a guy that I really That's like. Awesome. And Jonathan Abram for the strong guy, uh, a box hitter type guy. So I, I like those two myself. Deontay Thompson, I'm with you on that. Although he does have the size that, uh, you know, uh, Richard would like. You know, he's a 6'2 guy and Cam Chancellor was 6'3. So, you know, I, I don't know. The whole thing with Chris Richard has always been size. You know, he likes bigger, taller guys, you know, six plus corners, sizable uh, safeties. So he might be on there, you know, Taylor Rapto, six foot. But I mean, I don't think he'll be there at 58. He's, I think when you say he's probably going in the first round, possibly. Yeah, no, I think I definitely. So Rap will definitely go. If not. If not first round, early second. Um, especially depending on how he runs at the... Uh, it, it, it really depends on how he runs at his pro day, Joe. Yeah. So, and another another safety I, that I, I wouldn't say I like, but if he's on the Cowboys radar, is going to be this guy that, that they met with, which is uh, out of Colorado. So... Cowboys went to the Colorado Pro Day. We know the Cowboys, they like that uh, that secondary. Obviously, they got Cheeto out of there. They like that other safety that same year. Who I'm trying to remember who it was. Oh, he was a good player. I can't remember. His name escapes me right yeah, now. But he's doing good in the NFL. So the Cowboys, they, they did. Uh, they met with Evan Worthington, safety out of Colorado. Um, Have you watched him, Joe? I haven't gotten around to watching him. No, I haven't gotten to him yet. I haven't gotten to him yet, but I know he's got the size, the measurables. He did his numbers got better at his pro day, so they like that. He ran a four five five um, compared to the four six that he ran at the at the combine. So he improved on those numbers. He's got size to him, six two, and uh, comes from a program that the Cowboys like. So they met with him in uh, a good amount of time. So keep an eye out on that one there. Uh, Foots and I will. Uh, I'm pretty sure one of us will have a breakdown video or, or you know, talk about him some more in a future uh, video on our YouTube or, you know, on the podcast as well. So keep an eye on those guys there. But 
you know, there's a lot of safeties out here. You know, it's a deep class. So some of the top names that everybody's talking about, we do need to keep in mind some of the lesser knowns that are not getting so much attention right now. So, but that's what we're here for, guys. We're here to bring you the names, our rankings, and, uh, you know, just get you more familiar with the players. I think, you know, Foots nailed it with his rankings there. I, I like that and, uh, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, to me, Joe, it's really just, you know, thinking outside the box, thinking, you know, not being afraid. I'm not going to – what I'm never going to do as, a, as an evaluator, you know, I'm never just going to say – well, he said it, so that's that's law. No, mm-hmm. right? No, exactly. you're not watching. You're not watching film correctly if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. You're not. I mean, if a guy doesn't fit your system, or if a guy doesn't fit what you do, then it doesn't make sense. You know, like the Bears have a certain type of a safety that they want to draft to this person or that person. So this team, that team. They have a certain weight, height, all of that. So mm-hmm. that's a real thing for sure. Yeah. You know, it's so again, it's one of those things is like never just go with the flow, make it work for you. Joe likes Juan Thornhill. I need to go give Juan Thornhill uh, a, a real look. You know what I mean? Mm. And see how do we make this work? How does that? And I've been watching Juan, but you know, maybe it is time to make it make, it make sense. But anyway. It's one of those things that, like, never just, you know, never want to draft or look towards a guy just because, you know, ever. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's the thing, too. You know, you guys are getting another uh, vantage point from, you know, Foots and I that we really go deep on these pairs. We're not giving you fluff that, you know, ESPN or, you know, Fox Sports might be giving you. Just, you know, they want to get the names out there of, like, the top guys, but... Puts and I would like to go a little deeper. Our analysis, we're gonna, we don't sugarcoat anything, you know. And um, it's not hating on players. We're just giving to you as we see it. So that's really what I like, and I'm really proud of our draft coverage. You know, last year and, and this year too. I mean, I'm proud of the work we're doing. Now we were really ahead of a lot. I mean, we had, we had, we definitely had some players pegged. So. It's one of those things that just like you just gotta wait and see, but you know, I mean, that doesn't mean like a, a Chauncey Gardner Johnson isn't in consideration. I think he's a good young player as well, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't really move up my rankings because he didn't wow me. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see, Joe. We will. Yeah, it 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 is a very uh, <laughs> it's a fun part of the draft because there's a lot there's a lot of mystery. You know what I mean? Like the names come out and you're looking at players. Sometimes I feel like there's misdirection too. So um, it's yeah. a fun time of the year. It's a fun time yeah. of the year. I mean, the draft, the draft will forever be smoke screen season. So, you know. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So, Foots, let me ask you right here. For our next podcast, what are you feeling like you want to cover, man? I think we need to get into – as much as I want to look into these tight ends, I think we need to get into these ends and tackles. Um, and maybe we'll put them all in one. So now that way we'll have room because let's be honest, Cowboys fans are going to want to talk about receiver and they're going to want to talk about tight end. So I think that we should, and we can even touch on some of these corners as well. 
maybe some of the guys who have position flex. But for the next podcast, Joe, I think we need to talk about these three techs, these five techs, and then these ends. Um, both three, four, and hand in dirt, four, three. Yeah, that sounds good, guys. So that's definitely what we'll have on the next one. Um, any names that the Cowboys meet with, I'll, I'll also include that in our list. Whether or not we have them ranked, you know, we I don't know that, but we will get the names out there for you. Right. So, <laughs> so good stuff, Foots. As usual, another good podcast in the bag. Yeah, man. I, I thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for growing the numbers. Um, again, shoot us any questions. We'll put this one up on the YouTube, send your guys a poll. Maybe we'll ask you guys any questions, um, and we'll get those answered right away. So make sure you guys shoot those to us. Yeah, that's that's a great, great point right there, guys. Um, but that's all we have right now, guys. Thank you for checking us out. Continue to follow, share, and subscribe. Follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and give us a thumbs up. Five stars, whatever you want, guys. We really do appreciate it. But that's all we have. See you for the next podcast, guys. We're going to rock and roll. Peace. All right, Toffee.